to the corner of the round table for Thursday the 18th of January. Now it'll be a little bit different tonight guys given the fact that it is off-season racing so I went through had a look at a lot of the form on Saturday and I really couldn't find a thing that I liked at all three provincial or all three metro tracks sorry. So we'll, we'll touch on a few but I've got a, a few for oh, tomorrow on Friday that I'm pretty keen on. So usual weekend review I've got two horses to follow one was a very obvious one and then we've got two at the Sunshine Coast, one at Canterbury, one at Cranbourne last night. And then we've got the $100 strategy. So weekend in review. So it was a full strip out for, I guess, the plays that I usually follow. I did have, was lucky enough to have a couple of, of out wide plays and ones at odds that did give me quite a decent profit for the day, which was great. So in terms of my plays, it was 15 units out for a return of zero units, unfortunately. So Boom Talk, which was the one I tipped on the podcast at around the 20 to 1, ended up getting backed into $5 favourites. Uh, on that race and I was lucky enough to have quite a decent win on it um, Hatchet I thought was quite plain given the map favours that I thought he'd get and he just ended up being too far back um, and Rothfire as, as we said on the podcast I thought he was beaten by the barrier and the weight advantage that he had to concede to other horses I thought given the fact that he had a real torrid run in transit and for him to stick on for fourth I thought it was quite enormous and he had to concede I think close to nine kilos or eight and a half kilos there to boom talk um, King of Sparta was simply awesome. I did have concerns with that barrier and where it'd end up, and nav- and J Mac just navigated that uh, from that rail perfectly. Um, he was enormous. He was just a simply class above them. I thought hard to say was very good. Finally got clear in that last two hundred meters and really rocketed the line. So I think if this horse is staying around in these summer months, I think it it could pop off a race here or there. Um, Baller was simply outclassed. He was actually beaten there by um, by hard to say. Um, interesting enough, King of Sparta is probably one of those great Magic Millions horses because he's won three different races now in three consecutive years. Um, Storm Boy in the two-year-old guineas was simply amazing. Um, I thought Tommy Berry could not have ridden Highness, which was one of the plays, any better. He parked up just behind the speed, um, got the split where he needed to be, and Storm Boy just kept kicking on and kicking on. And it's probably widely televised that um, Storm Boy's time was one and a half lengths quicker than King of Sparta's run, and he's an open class, probably a group two sprinter. So pretty awesome. Um, there was quite funny chat on Twitter later that day after people throwing around the Cox Plate next year, which will be quite interesting for him as a three-year-old. But let's just wait and see. He is by Justify, who is one of those new stallions on the scene, and he did stretch out to around the 2,000 metres in his career, and he won the Triple Crown there in America. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens moving forward with a lot of these two-year-olds, and I think, in my opinion, Stormboard probably has cemented himself as... Um, I guess Golden Slipper um, seed number one, uh, closely followed by his stablemate in Shangri-La Express. So pretty keen to see a couple of these two-year-olds get off around the summer heading into that autumn carnival. 
Um, it was a really terrible thing to watch in that three-year-old guinea seeing what happened to Sydney Bowler. Um, it's just one of those things that happens when you've got big crowds, a lot bigger than what the horse is used to. You've got a really hyperactive colt with, with his nuts there. You've got big fields, so it takes a while to load the horses. So it's inevitable that some of them are going to get caught fractures in the barriers. It was just a freak accident that he managed to get himself stuck under there. Um, it was just so glad that he managed to escape injury-free or from what reports he injury-free, just a bit rattled and a couple of abrasions on his lower limbs. So really, really good. Um, I did make mention of VC in my my thing and I thought his trial was enormous and I saw a lot of the pros actually tipping him or giving him a chance and he was just simply plain. Um, I went through and looked at the stewards report. He just was pulled up. I don't think his action was right, but I don't think there, there was any kind of issues or concerns identified. Um, awesome to see Martin Harley get up with a banding, particularly after he had that career-threatening uh, neck injury back early I think late last uh, early last year I think it was so it's good to see him win and now he gets a free ticket into the all-star mile in the autumn um in the magic millions cup Zarastro jumped amazingly it just took took it out of him I guess having his fifth run this prep I guess uh he's found wanting in that last 200 meters um I did make Samana a bet for me as well a small lure bet unfortunately not a big bet um horse was simply enormous three wide no cover peeled out and was just crazy um I think it's a horse to follow into the future um again like I said I just wish it was my major bet not Zarastro um, so good, so cool. Ended up placing, which was enormous. About got backed into there into about I think twelve dollars from memory. Um, ran the second fastest last six hundred of the race. It only took the winner to run a faster six hundred meters. Um, I think he'll win this prep. I just think Sarah Ryan's got to place him in the right race, one that's going to deliver a fast speed up front, and one that he with a big track where he can wind up down the outside. Um, Morkeb down there at Flemington, my best bet, uh, was given a perfect ride from Daniel Stackhouse. I thought the horse was a lot more forward and run than I anticipated and settled really nicely. Um, loomed up at the top of the straight and then was just overhauled by horses better than it. So I think now if they keep him at the mile, keep the horse at the mile, I think it'd be a good chance. Um, but maybe drop it back slightly in grade, I don't know. Uh, $100 strategy, unfortunately, went down. I think we had a loss of $68, but the place with So Good, So Cool, the roughy was really good. So the rest of them were quite shit house. And I think if I had my time again, I probably wouldn't bet on those horses that I had. Uh, in terms of horses to follow, Naval College, obvious one there. The I think it was the, the Summer Cup or the Christmas Cup or something it was called. Um, it broke the long-standing 2,000-meter record held by one of the greats in octagonal by six lengths. Now, that is no mean feat and pretty enormous to do. So you're probably not going to get a price about the horse heading into the autumn for those staying events, but he's one that I think is on the rise and he's a really, really good horse with a good engine under him. Now, the one from that I think people will miss is the horse called the Ritz. Now, that was in the race that was won by Samana uh, with Zarastro far too easy and a few of the other very, very good Queensland horses. Um, the horse's run was simply enormous. Now, he was dragged back by Robbie Dolan from Barrier 16. And if you go back and watch it, he came down the widest alley and he actually tracked through far too easy, who I thought would have a better finish on him. Now, the horse was awesome. I didn't. I don't have Queensland sectionals, which is really disappointing, but I would love to know what his final 6, 4, and 2 were because he was flying. He crossed the line with far too easy. He beat Holmes Arashtra, who was very fancied, and Lock Eagle, who won the Ingham, um, and he ran fifth. So he's one to follow. I'm not sure, again, where he's going to be uh, going this prep, but it was an enormous run. I think he's in for, for a good one wherever he ends up. 
Now, like I said, unfortunately, this weekend is very lackluster, and the only horse that I would consider talking about is Ray Magnerio there at um, at Flemington. I think it's in the seventh race. Now, it's actually a really good race. You've got um, you've got uh, Jungle Jim, who was very good last weekend, but I think Ray Magnerio, with his, I guess, his straight track experience, he's drawn outside where it's probably more favourable. I think he's going to be a great chance. The one that scares the shit out of me is Dehorned Unicorn. Now, it's widely televised that I'm a big Joe Pride fan, and Blake Shin's been booked. It's just whether or not this horse is going to handle the straight, and if Barrier 2 is going to be a bit of a worry for it. But I think from a betting perspective, I think Ray Magnaria is a great prospect, but Dehorned Unicorn being that Sydney form, Joe Pride form really does worry me. So that's about it in terms of a Saturday bet for me. Now, I will touch on one that's dual nominated that I really like, but we'll touch on that soon. So, like I said, a bit different tonight. We've got I've got five Friday, oh, four Friday tips. So I've got a really good best bet. I've got a second best bet. I've got one at value, and then I've got a roughie that you can go. So bet accordingly, but the $100 strategy involves these four horses for the weekend. So the first one I want to touch on is Sunshine Coast Race 1. So this is a horse by the name of, Lu, I think it's pronounced Luvachi. So I've made this bet, this horse a bet actually back on the 17th of December. As a fr- um, it was originally scheduled for the Friday, which I think was the 15th, and then got pushed to the 17th. Now, this horse is, I think it's a very, very good horse, and it's just been really unlucky this prep and run into some quite good horses. So... At its second start, it ran into the party spirit where it ran second, who's quite a good horse. At its third start, it ran behind Secret Statement, who's won twice since. Lamiro went round uh, behind Vanquished in the wave day and was, wasn't, was far from disgraced. Milton Road has then gone on uh, to win his main very convincingly down there at Mullumbar at about I think by about one and a half, two lengths. And then he did start a dollar sixty in a BM58 at Mwoolambar. You then go and look um, at that race and those, the top five, so Holy Crown was another one in that race. They all gapped back to six, which was 8.6 lengths back. So it was a really high rating race. They then went to that, um, I think it was a super maiden or whatever they want to call one of those expensive maidens, and then it met, ran into Dirty Dancing, who ended up going round really um, and performing again up in grade. And then you had Payline, who actually performed in the Magic Millions also. Um, and then you had Slip and Jimmy, who I haven't didn't actually look back at his form, but there was another big gap back to fifth. So again, it's another race that's rated really nicely. Um, now, he comes into this race off a really nice trial there over the 850 metres um, on the Sunshine Coast track there. Now, he was racing against open-class uh, horses like Zingalong, Windside, uh, and it clocked the fastest 850-metre trial of the day. And that was against Class 3 horses, um, maidens, obviously, and two-year-olds. Uh, so it was a really nice trial. Wasn't really asked of much, but was under no riding. The interesting thing, though, is that Jimmy Orman's been booked instead of Ben Thompson. And Ben Thompson's row, ridden this horse uh, at its last start, and he's opted for the Jack Bruce horse. But we do look at uh, Jimmy Orman rode this horse um, behind Party Spirit when it was second up this prep. So I think it's in for a really good time, uh, really good chance. It's drawn barrier nine. I think it'll lead this race up given the given its race pattern. And with this rain around here in Queensland at the moment, the storms, I think it's a it's a great bet. Um, I'd be putting five units on personally, um, but you bet accordingly to your 
confidence levels, your own research and, and all that. Now, the next one I want to touch on is Sunshine Coast Race 4. Now, this is the best roughie of the day for me. So I've taken $35 about this horse. I uh, just got it after odds open. And the horse is by the name of Candy Raider. So my staking here is probably going to be between 0.25 and 0.5 of a unit on the win. And then probably about either half or a full unit on the place for Candy Raider. Now I am concerned though, given it is a big field, which is fantastic. But I am concerned about scratchings if it is a heavy deck. Now this horse handles the heavy going, which is fantastic. The barrier 19 is a bit sticky, but I think it'll it'll be able to come across from the wide barrier and it is only a thousand meter uh, scamper um, I thought this first up run, this prep was enormous. Now, Vindicta was the what dollar thirty favourite in this race, coming off a very, very nice and stylish trial. Um, this horse, Candy Raider, led up the field, um, Vindicta outside of it, and they both kicked and put a big gap back to third, two point four lengths. So it was actually quite a high rating maiden considering the circumstances. Um, I think, given the fact that it handles the heavy going, is a great thing. It's just that Barry's a bit sticky, but I'm willing to sacrifice. I've only I've had a small play, but. $35 is juicy odds for a horse that's performed quite well. So that's that bet. I then go to Canterbury Race 7 in a horse by the name, Will, I think it's Willado. Um, I love this horse. Is her horses run first up this prep. It was there in a BM64 there at Gosford over the 1100. Now, Deanne Panyaran uh, rode it that day, 60 kilos, led up that field and put a gap to them by 3.3 lengths. Now, obviously, Mark Connors has a decent opinion of this horse if he's bringing it to town on a Friday night. Now, it's by Seamus Award, handles good, handles soft, heavy going, so the conditions don't worry me. Um, the sectionals that you look at from punting intelligence give in every indication that the step up in trip to 1200 is going to be no issue, and the horses actually perform really well at 1400 meters so i think the horse is going to be fine now it is dual nominated though and it doesn't have a jockey engaged tomorrow night so that gives me every indication that it's probably likely going to go to the midway which i think is race three there at rose hill um so i don't know what's going to go on um I think the jockey booking is a good indication, and Deanne Pena has actually been booked for that, so she knows the horse uh, really quite well. Um, so that's going to be a bet for me, and I'd probably be paying three units on it at around the $6 mark there tomorrow night. Now, I'll just have a quick look at it. Now, it's odds on Saturday uh, around the $5 mark. So again, I'd probably pay around a two-and-a-half, three-unit play. It has drawn out on, on Saturday, and it currently is a heavy nine there at uh, Rose Hill. But I think if you look at the speed map of it overnight, I think the likelihood is it'll probably lead this race because the only speed there is probably Espresso, Oakfield Mahogany, and maybe the Crimson Idol from the inside draw the big long shot. So I think this horse can probably cut across them and lead up this field, and I think it would give it a great sight. Now, this brings me to my second best of the evening, um, and I am talking through this as an owner, but I'm quite confident in my girl, Daya, she can uh, in this race tomorrow night at Cranbourne. So she's in race seven there, the 2025 20, meter BM64. So Reese from um, I used to send through my the or the pre-race report to us today, and she, he's very happy with how she's come through her last run. Uh, she brings the best form on. She's coming out of a BM70. Uh, Deal Blaster is uh, coming out of a BM70 also, uh, but he did run a distant eighth in that race. Uh, I think we've secured, I'm very lucky that we've secured John McNeil, who's riding really well at the moment. 
Now, I think the only concern I have is the weather. So there is showers and rain predicted tomorrow for, for Melbourne. Excuse me, not a huge amount, but enough that we could get a track downgrade. So it's currently ranked as soft five now. Now this is six o'clock at night on the 18th. If we get into the good four or go even better, go good three, I'll be having a larger stake on day up. But if it's around the soft five mark, I'll be a bit more tentative. And if it drops into a soft six, soft seven range, then I guess we'll scratch her because we've got a couple of options next week where we can run her. Now, speed map wise, I think in the lap of the gods will likely lead this race from barrier five, crossing deal blaster because I think it's got better gate speed and I'm hoping Daya can roll across and follow it and then we can kind of park Deal Blaster in on the fence behind them and I think by the time Deal Blaster gets clear air I'm hoping Daya's off and gone and we know Cranbourne's one of those ones where it's more favorable to be up on speed unless you find the lane outside so I think she's a really good chance and she'll be a three unit play for me if we're on a good four if we're on a soft five and we're still running her, it'll probably be a one-unit play because it's bad luck to not bet on your own horse. Um, in terms of 100-unit strategy, um, I'll be going $50 on Lavachi Sunshine Coast Race 1, $5 on Candy Rays in Sunshine Coast Race 4, $30 on Daya if it's a good four or better, and then $15 on We're Laid Low, whether it be at Canterbury or Rose Hill on the Saturday. Now, I'll make a brief mention of a horse that I really like there in Hong Kong on Sunday. Uh, Sha Tin Race 9, a horse by the name of Global Harmony. I think it's a very, very good horse. I'm not sure what odds you're going to get about it. It did start 240 in a Class 3 there at Hong Kong. Now, it does go up in grade to a Class 4. Uh, does get in with the lightweight, though, which is a bit of a concern. So if it, if it comes up a dollar eighty or dollar ninety, don't bother. But if you can get it between the two twenty, two thirty, or even longer, then I'd be taking those odds. So that's a little Sunday play for everyone. So again, I apologise for the shortness of tonight's podcast. I think we're just shy of twenty minutes, but I can't really. I don't want to talk and ramble about a Saturday races that I'm likely not even going to be considering looking at. So. Have a good one, and we will be back next week, hopefully with some good horses, and I think middle or early Feb is when we start to see the really good horses resume. I think the English Millennium's there, and then the Blue Diamond's not far uh, behind it. So have a good luck on the punt if you are punting tomorrow and on Saturday, and I'll be back next week to talk.